Bom dia, boa tarde. Welcome to another short news flash podcast from PortugueseSoccer.com. My name is John Neves. What a great three days it's been. The Liga Nós is back. Thanks to the efforts of the Liga, the Federation, health authorities, the government leaders, all the hard work during these past three and a half weeks. Football, soccer, whatever word you use in your part of the world, resumed. We had some surprising results. Not going to go into the results because you know them already, but uh, the results were, of course, surprising in the fact that, at least in the battle for first place, for the second consecutive round, we saw both Benfica and Porto stumble. Porto losing a very tough match at Familia Cong, and Benfica not able to get the three points at home against Tundela. And again, for the second straight Liga week, both of the big three Big two out of the three teams dropped points. Sporting, you got to give them some credit. They went up to Guimarães, not an easy place. Guimarães has been a very tough team this year. They, of course, are battling for Europa spots. So, of course, most people would want the three points and nothing less. But considering the type of team Guimarães has been this year, that is a very good point earned up north. And uh, the other surprise, of course, was that Braga this evening lost uh, in a match played at Cidade do Futebol, Santa Clara's home match. Santa Clara beating Braga 3-2. Braga with an opportunity, uh, had they won, to go up six points on Sporting in the battle for third place. But now that is only at three points. And Sporting is still in the hunt with nine weeks to go. Um, but unfortunately, despite the fact that we had the Liga back, uh, despite the fact that we had all this collaboration to get to where we are and to have a piece of normal uh, back in our lives. The overwhelming news in the past 24 hours has been, of course, the attack on the bus, the stone being thrown at Benfica's bus that injured two players. Uh, photos that were posted on Instagram even had Weigel with one of his eyes covered. And, you know, I had mentioned in a previous podcast that, you know, Portugal is the second biggest league right now that's playing in Europe. More people internationally are watching the Portuguese Liga more than ever. This was a chance to kind of put people and put the Liga in front of some people's faces. And although that has been accomplished with the fact that the matches have been played, unfortunately, the ugly incident also has gotten a lot of attention. After all, there isn't a lot of live sports. So this is, of course, going to make news. And it unfortunately did. And what's really sad about this, besides the fact that violence, absolutely unacceptable in any form or fashion, but what's also very disappointing is the fact that, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years and 20 years ago in my little Portuguese neighborhood, uh, news traveled slow from Portugal. Um, if you managed to get a newspaper that was even three days old, that was gold to be able to read anything that was going on back in Portugal, especially back then, satellite wasn't as prominent as it was now in terms of getting the channel. Um, but the bottom line is, is that if there were problems, they were very slow to go around the world, if they would even go around the world back in those days. And you only heard about things sometimes a few days later. That'll come as a bit of a shock to the younger audience, but that really is true. These days with social media and, of course, the internet, Something happens, and within an hour, it's already reported on the internet, in the news, social media. We have so many more 24-hour news stations looking for content. 
and that type of incident that not only involved players, the buses being stoned, but now there's reports, of course, that players, various player houses, including the manager Lige, had their houses vandalized. And I mean, it's just it's just all very sad. It makes you very angry. Um, Borussia Dortmund, of course, is where Julian Weigel was before he came to Benfica, put out a tweet to wish Weigel the very best recovery. And when I read the remarks in that tweet, you know, a lot of Benfica fans, Portuguese fans were saying, you know, this is not the true Benfica, not the true Portugal. And they are so correct. You know, people saying, don't let a few people make it look bad for everybody else. But then the other thing also about these remarks, when we talk about how the news spreads all over the world and more people are up to date on things, you know, people say, well, what's going on in Portugal? People still remember the Alcachete attacks. And now you got something very negative like this. And this is not good for Portugal. Um, again, most of us that follow the league in the country day in and day out, we know that this is better. We might get frustrated sometimes at uh, reports we read in the papers, the bickering between the team, you know, between the teams, the arguments, the conspiracy theories, and things like that. Um, you know, and that becomes a part of the culture. But violence is unfortunately something that is just awful. And unfortunately, the everybody in Portugal has, of course, Ghana uh, to speak out against this. And you hope that uh, normal could return. And that normal, of course, is let the match be decided between the fields. Let fans be fans, supporters be supporters. And let's try to keep to a positive angle. You know, as we talk about celebrating the fact that the Liga Nausea is back. And that's really should be, um, you know, the main uh, big story. Uh, so again, very ugly PR problem for Portugal. Let's hope it's put behind us and let's hope they catch the culture culprits. And that, of course, justice is served. Wanted to also talk about something that happens every time Porto and Benfica are tied in the standings, especially when you get to the spring. And obviously we know everybody has a passion when it comes to Porto and Benfica. You always want, or if you're a Benfica fan, to one up your Porto rival and vice versa. And I saw that Record put out their cover the other day, uh, well, actually Thursday. Um, and basically on their cover, they put up the updated standings and they had Benfica in first over Porto. And this upset a lot of people. I was looking at various reports on the internet. I even put something out and got a few remarks as well, which, by the way, is a part of life when you're tweeting things. People are not always going to be happy. So understandable. But I was looking across the other platforms and... You know, a lot of people don't understand the rules. So I want to do a pros and cons with this about who really is in first place. The legal rule. This is a rule. There is a rule. This is the rule. Is that during the regular season, the goal difference decides two teams that are tied in the table classification standing. And what happens then at the end of the season when it's over, if there are two teams that are tied, the tiebreaker is what they did head-to-head -head during the season. Now, this creates a lot of confusion because Porto beat Benfica twice, so most people would say head-to-head -head, Porto has been the better team. But again, the regulations say that it's supposed to be goal difference. So the pro of the argument is the Liga has the final say. After all, a lot of these protocols are agreed to by the clubs, and that should be the clearinghouse in this, and that should be what is a fact in first place, which is Benfica on goal difference. But then the cons of it is you have this rule that comes into play at the end of the season if both of these two teams are tied. 
And if Benfica is basically the team on top because of better goal difference through week 24, and then the season ends and they're both still tied, then obviously Porto wins because of the better head-to-head. And I think it should be head-to-head the whole way. It avoids confusion based on the head-to-head results. It makes much more of a difference. Some Benfica fans would say, oh, look, he's trying to make Porto in first place. No. There's a lot of people that don't know the rule, even the way it is right now. And this is a rule that needs to be changed or at least better clarified. I did a bit of a uh, research looking at the papers, and most of the media had it right. But despite that, fans of Porto still get upset. Uh, Liga, Abola, Ojogo, and Record all had, of course, Benfica in first by goal difference. But interestingly, Zero Zero, a tremendous website, by the way, big fan of theirs, they had Porto in first. So they're obviously going by a different. Um, basically a different idea. Um, And again, it's just amazing that you have this confusion and not all media are on the same page. So it's just, it's just, you know, people said, well, that's Portugal for you. It's, you know, I guess you could say that. And you know what else I found out is I was looking at some of the newspapers and some of the websites. And I noticed that uh, Bola has Vinicius with 16 goals. This has been this way now for many, many months. And someone was telling me that but uh, I guess Vinicius had a goal that wasn't credited to him, um, I guess, early, late last year or something like that. And that's why Abola believes that he should have gotten the goal. And that's why they're going with 16 goals for him when everybody else is going with 15. So something else I noticed, any clarification of that, you know, drop me a DM or let me know. Uh, but something I noticed as well. So, again, across the board, confusion. Um, the legal website should be the clearinghouse. It should be the standard. After all, if players are getting bonuses for doing certain amount of goals or appearances, you know, who are they, you know, who exactly are they using? The Liga? You know, are they using, you know, some other method? I don't know. But again, another very confusing thing that I I didn't really understand. Um, Other news going on, of course, big weekend with Porto. Of course, they're having their presidential club elections. Um, By all reports, it's likely that Pinto da Costa is going to win and he will continue to be president. There are, of course, a few others that are running against him. A lot of people say, well, why would you run against an incumbent such as Pinto da Costa, who has done what he does for the club? But what's happening right now is you've got some people that are running for president that are trying to get their name out there, trying to get their ideas and platform out there. And the idea is that when you go back to the elections in two to four years, whenever it may be, that your name carries more weight, that people are more familiar with you Um, And I think that's the reason why some people are really speaking as much as they are. But from everything I've read, um, it appears that Pinto da Costa should win. And he's obviously promised a Cidade football type facility at Porto. He's brought in players like former players like Vitor Bahia to be a part of his executive committee. Um, And they, of course, are looking to make some changes. Uh, A lot of challenges for Porto financially. Uh, but that is uh, what goes on right now. And, of course, that'll be big news all weekend. It always is in Portugal. As you know, every club elects their president. And this weekend, it's Porto. So that'll, of course, be making the big news. Um, going to wrap up this podcast just talking about the Champions League, which could be coming to Lisbon in August. Initially, it was just the final match. Now there's talk of the final eight uh, quarters, semi and final being played in Lisbon in uh, Stadio Zel Valad and Stadio de Luz. Tremendous coup if this happens for Portugal to get these big games. Portugal, as we know, has been really handling 
the uh, the coronavirus very well and compared to, of course, Spain. Um, and I think this says a lot about Portugal, the fact that they have chosen the possibility of bringing these many matches to be played in the month of August. So again, congratulations to the Federation, to the Liga, to the clubs that are working on this. The president of Portugal, by the way, gave a big hint that there was a big announcement coming from this. So this is kind of why I'm being positive about it and talking about it positive. But it does appear that Portugal is going to have a major event and tremendous positive attention to Portugal also to be playing in two of our bigger stadiums in the uh, Lisbon area. Folks, please stay safe. Take care of yourselves with your family. Continue to enjoy the matches that we pretty much have almost every day of the week. And I'll talk to you soon.